Hello, this is Scott Bennett, your uh, host for uh, Principles Over People. Uh, with us today, we have Nate Brandon. I've known Nate for a lot of years, and uh, he's got an amazing story to tell and uh, great experiences behind that story. And so, Nate, why, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your upbringing, a little bit about you. Uh, so, I was born in Provo, Utah. I was born in, or raised in uh, Orm. I... Uh, Got married when I was 20 and moved to Pleasant Grove, and that's where I'm at now. Um, do you want me to jump into the accident? Yeah, or yeah. why don't you? Let, let's talk about that because, I mean, Nate, if, if I had to guess, that's probably the hardest thing you've ever been through, right? Yeah, and then the aftermath. <laughs> okay. Well, it was 2009. I was... Uh, riding at the sand dunes and we used to raise a lot of race a lot of desert and out on our dirt bikes and we were just out riding a trail that I've rode for years and years and was fourth gear wide open going across the whoops and didn't see there's about a two foot wall of sand that my front tire caught and flipped me over the handlebars and landed something like 80 feet or so away from the bike and when I landed, the helmet, the visor of the helmet is what hit the sand first and kind of took and ripped my neck and uh, ended up breaking my C6, C7 in my neck. Um, I remember when the wreck happened, I never, I never blacked out. I was awake the whole time, and I remember laying there and, course and discomfort and I knew that my neck had hurt real bad um but it felt like I was folded in half okay the way, the way I can kind of describe it but uh the buddy that was there with me I'd asked him you know grab my legs and, and lay me flat get me so I'm comfortable and that. he looked at me and he says you're you're flat you're you're as flat as you're gonna get and at that point, I knew something serious was wrong. Could could um, you feel that something was very wrong? I mean, obviously, the days ahead, you learned how bad it was. Did you have any idea when you were laying there? I mean, I had a sense that something was seriously wrong. Um, I, I knew the neck hurt the most, and that was, I guess, more I was focused on the neck than I was anything else at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but they... Uh, they had an ambulance coming out, and they called it off and brought Life Flight instead, and, and uh, ended up flying me to the U of U. But I remember, I mean, it took, I think, by the time I wrecked until the time I got on the helicopter, it was like two hours. Wow. So once you were loaded on Life Flight, did you have a greater sense how big this problem really was? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I remember. Um, you know, flying over Utah Lake and that, and I was talking to the paramedics that was there with me and that, just kind of worried about, you know, if I was going to be all right. And, you know, I remember telling the paramedics, am I ever going to have any more kids? And that's always been a heavy, I don't know, just, I still got hope. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And what uh, was it yeah. like, Nate, when they took your helmet off? Could I mean, did that hurt? You know, that part's kind of foggy. Like I, 
I kind of think that, which we shouldn't have, but I think they took it off at the Sandings when I read. Okay. I mean, I think the damage is done, but I think we took it off out there. And so do you think that maybe made it worse? Yeah, I don't think so. So how long from start to finish did you spend in the hospital? Really going back and forth between two hospitals, correct? Yeah, the insurance reasons and that, I was going between IMC and, and the University of Utah. But So I wrecked on November 1st, and I ended up going home March 4th. Wow. So it was 128 days total. Okay. So in hindsight, so I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and my birthday was all spent in the hospital. Wow. So, in, Nate, in hindsight, how did you get through it? I mean, there had to be days you, you doubted. You had to be, I'm assuming there were days you wanted to give up, perhaps quit. How did you, in hindsight, looking back, how did you get through this profound experience? You know, I just obviously thankful to be alive. Um, my daughter at the time was eight months old, and I knew that I needed to be here to, you know, raise her and, and be there for her, and that had a lot to do with it. Um, I don't know. One thing I've always said is, or the way I've looked at it is there's there's always got to be someone that's in a worse position okay. than what I'm in. So let's, let's take that for a minute and talk about optimism, okay? Because I know you have your down days, and I want our audience mm -hmm. to know that you have your down days as well. But what I do yeah. know about you is, you know, you've set up this little home gym that you can use in your wheelchair. You go, you go hunting. Uh, you've got a farm down south. And so where does your optimism come from? Uh, <laughs> and, and maybe you haven't looked at it as optimism, but uh, I think Nate, I only asked because I think most would say, oh, forget it. I mean, this is just too hard and you're not that way. You just push, push and push. I, look, I don't know. I, think I look at a lot of things as a challenge, I guess. Um, like with hunting, um, I like, I like to hunt archery. And I did even before the accident, I was a big archery hunter. And, and even now I'd, I'd shoot a crossbow, um, but it, it it's a lot more challenging. I mean, you get an animal out there at 300 yards and they don't know that you're around them and you shoot them with a rifle, that doesn't do it for me. So uh, with archery and that, I'm sometimes, you know, within feet from these animals. And, and then the farm, I mean, that's just my second home. Um, you know, we've had it, what, 30 years now. And I've always wanted to build a house down and get out of this crazy world up here and just live what they call the simple life, I think. But, I mean, there's just a lot that I look forward to, um, you know. Let's talk about self-control for a minute because we, we rarely talk about self-control today. Do you think this has had to cause you to have greater self-control? Yeah. Um, I know it's, I know it's really helped my patients. In what way? I've had to learn patience. Okay. Um, just so the audience knows, like my hands, like I don't, I can't grip anything. It's basically like 
putting your hands in a fist and then learning to do things okay. with fists. Um, and, and, and Nate, if I remember right, didn't the hospital or the doctors sort of put your hands in that position so they would stay there, or was that completely a result yeah. of the accident? I mean, they could have put... Um, they could have molded some stuff out of plastic that would have helped my hands kind of stretch out. Okay. But then you lose, like right now, like holding a cell phone, it's better to have it kind of in that fist. Uh, I, it's easier to hold. So, yeah, they, I, you know, they just said that that going to benefit me to keep my hands in those positions than it would to, you know, stretch my fingers right. out and open okay. them up. If you could go back, would you change this accident? Would you go back and undo it? I mean, if I didn't, okay. I think I would. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, I know there's a lot of things people go through that, you know, everybody's got their own uh, challenges in life. Right. Um, being a quadriplegic and having to rely on people, and that, that sucks. I don't okay. like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if I could, yeah, I'd go back and change it. But I think it's also taught me a lot. It's changed to, I think it's changed me a little. For the better or for the worse? Yeah. For the better? No, I would say for the better. I just have more of an understanding in a way. Okay. Um, a lot of people kind of tell me I was an angry person before my accident. <laughs> but I still think I am a little bit. But it's just the circumstances. Okay. Are you grateful for the changes that it's brought to you? Yeah. Patience, less anger, maybe yeah. a little, little greater empathy for others. Mm-hmm. What, what else has been learned through all of this? Um, I mean, of course, I'm just grateful to be alive when the accident happened and that, you know, you got, I'm always the type of person that always thinks of the negative, I guess, um, or, you know, just expects the worst, maybe, but, you know, just, Picking someone else raising my daughter instead of me, um, but that was you know like I say back when the accident happened. But yeah, I'm just grateful, um, blessed to have the people in my life that I've got. I got brothers and sisters and and uh, my in-laws, my wife and daughter. Okay, let's say somebody's in a similar situation as you. Okay. Let's say somebody in our audience doesn't know it yet, but they're going to be in a similar situation down the road. What what would you tell them? Um, it's going to be tough. Okay, but they can do it. Why do you, Why do you believe they can do it? Um, I just I think when people get put in that situation, what choice do you have? You can give up. Well, you could, and I'm not saying that there aren't people that do give up, but I think if you're put in that position. And you've got people around you like I do. Why would why would you give up? But like I say, I mean, people could have you know break their C three or C two and not be able to move their arms. And that's I mean, each vertebrae is a completely different uh, right. position or yeah, whatever. Um, if you look back, who were your greatest mentors growing up? Who taught you to live a princely based life? Uh. My dad, of course. So what would you attribute to your dad? Hard work. Okay. He was a hard worker. What about love? Yeah. Yeah, he had love in there. <laughs> what, about your, what about your mom? 
<laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Definitely my mom. Uh-huh. Um, he was a tough old feller. <laughs> he was. <laughs> but it was fun. To our audience, I want our audience to realize that I, I knew Nate's father, and, and Nate's father could never whisper. You could hear his voice five miles down the road, and that was a whisper yeah. for him. He just had this mm-hmm. booming voice, and uh, he was a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. So, so hard worker, yes. So back to your mom. I mean, so if you look at your mom, what about her love? What what impresses you with that principle that we call love? She does. She does so much for me. She's dedicated. That's for sure to me. Me and her, luckily, going to spend a lot of time together. <laughs> even though she may not want to. <laughs> but, you know, she comes over and helps with the housework and, you know, running my daughter around to singing or dance or softball, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, my wife works, and so mom's over here just helping me with whatever I need. Do you ever wonder how she does it? Yeah, she's been through a lot. She has. Yep, yep, she, she's great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So how do you think she does it, though? Because she's, she's over there. Is she over there five days a week helping you? Yeah, Monday through Friday. And then if your wife goes out of town, she's over there a little more, right? Yeah. So yeah. Where, where do you think she gets that inner strength to do what she does on her end? It's, uh, it's a good question. She, I know she wants to see me happy and accomplish things that, that I want to do. Um, I don't know. That's just the way... The Randall way, I guess. Um, she's always been a hard worker as well, but she just she wants to see the best for me. As you look around our world today, what concerns you? Man, that's a loaded question. There, yeah. um, just the future for my daughter. Um, well, you mentioned, for example, that it gets crazy, right? That's why you wouldn't mind yeah. living down on the farm. Has it always been crazy up here? Uh, no. Well, yeah. it's too much for me. I mean, it's I'm a small town type of kid. I'm not. So to me, yeah, it's all been crazy, but it's definitely the last 10 years has gotten a lot more. Crazy. A little more crazy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just worry. Okay. I really don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, Nate, what, sitting where you are today, all that you've been through, right? And whatever may still lie in front of you to go through, what would you tell our audience? What do you want them to know? Oh, man. Um, No matter how big challenges that are, you just, um, you find a way to get through them. Well, Nate, I I, I really appreciate everything you've said today. And I, I want our audience to take that to heart. Again, I remember because I was up at the University of Utah Hospital when Nate was flown in or shortly after. It was a chaotic situation. I remember the days that, you know, I'd go visit him. They were tough days. And again, to see him come out of that and and to make the best of life for me, yeah, for me, that's been a great motivating example. And, And Nate, I've got to give you kudos for that because it seems like you just continue to push through all the odds and and i'm grateful for that and i really appreciate you you being on our show today and i want you to have a great day okay 
You too. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Uh-huh.